God bless you, and welcome back to the Ambassador's Voice, where we will be diving into another discussion in our Way of the Heathen series. This week, we will be covering the ins and outs of Halloween and the similarities that it has with the fall festivals known as Harvest. So join us as we continue with the Way of the Heathen. God bless you. How are you, Lady T? I'm blessed. How about you? How are you? I'm I'm blessed in Jesus. Amen. We are here to go into our next portion of the Way of the Heathen series that we've been talking about, uh, discussing Christmas and Easter and the ins and outs and all of the different uh, similarities that they have with paganism. So now we are going to go into our next part, our next portion of it, which is talking about the holiday of Halloween. Holiday, Halloween is is a holiday in our modern times that we don't really realize it has many names that it has had over many decades and many centuries from the past. And now we celebrate this, what we call Halloween. So I want to start off by reading this. And it says the word Halloween literally means the evening before All Hallows Day or All Saints Day, celebrated on November 1st. Halloween is also the shortened name of All Halloween. All Hallows Evening and All Saints Eve, which is celebrated on October 31st. The origin and meanings of Halloween are derived from ancient Celtic harvest festivals. But more recently, we think of Halloween as a night filled with candy, trick-or-treating, pumpkins, ghosts, and death. What do you think about that? Halloween is just what it is. From my experience and from the time that I knew and realized or recognized what Halloween was growing up, it has always been a day filled with candy, trick-or-treating, goblins, ghosts, and all type of horrifying displays. And I know in our times today, uh, it has evolved into so many different things that people have made it out to be, yeah. such as many of us as Christians and those that are not necessarily of the Christian faith, but many others have found reasons to celebrate Halloween. Mm -hmm. I, for myself, speaking not just directly from scriptural Bible, but just from my own experience of me becoming a Christian, giving my life to the Lord, God saving me and delivering me, and coming to the knowledge of who he is and what he did for me, it brought about a transformation in my life to where the things that I did of old, when I wasn't in Christ, I would no longer do or had a desire to do, nor participate, nor partake. Because there is a true transformation that takes place in a believer's life. When they surrender their heart to the Lord, there's also a conviction 
mm-hmm. that comes upon a true believer's life when they know what the word says and they understand what the word says. And when you have the Holy Ghost, it will give you understanding. It will give you wisdom and it will, and it will also teach you. It will teach you all things and it will teach you in truth and the way of truth. And I do know that from my own experience of growing up celebrating Halloween, that it was always dark. Mm -hmm. Everything that it resembled or that was symbolic of it, it was always dark. Mm -hmm. I don't recall it ever being anything that looked like light. It didn't look like Jesus. It didn't resemble his characteristics. It looked nothing like my heavenly father. It it does not glorify him. No, it doesn't. How can I bring glory to my heavenly father by partaking in the darkness, the rituals, the customs, the origins, the customs, and everything that surrounds Halloween as we know it today. But I'm sure we're going to get into the logist of all of the other names and all of the other reasonings and justifications as to why some of us as believers are still participating in Halloween festivities. Yes. Now, it it talks about what we're going to be talking about is we're going to go over some scriptures. We're going to go over the different names as we read a couple already and what they all kind of mean and where they derived from, in a sense, to give us a better understanding, to have the information to make the right decision when it comes to celebrating Halloween or not celebrating Halloween. As a believer, me personally, I don't think we should be celebrating Halloween. I don't think we should be anywhere near this holiday, whether if we want to call it harvest or fall festival or all saints day, I don't think that we should be nowhere near it because of the history, the origin, what it represents and what it represented. You have a lot of people that celebrate it and not really have an understanding of it. You have a lot of people that celebrate it and, and they're celebrating it in the name of fun as believers though. I believe that we shouldn't be anywhere around this holiday as far as trying to celebrate anything. All Saints Day, and it's also, like like I said earlier, it's also called All Hallows Day. Hollow Mass, like Christmas, Hollow Mass, or a Feast of All Saints. Uh, In the Christian Church, a day commemorating all the saints of the church, both known and unknown, who have attained heaven. It is celebrated on November 1st in the Western churches over in our country in the United States. And on the first Sunday after Pentecost in the Eastern churches, the Roman Catholicism, the feast is usually a holy day of obligation. So this is what this day is actually supposed to be. Or the day of, the day before Halloween. They say they celebrated on the 31st. They say they celebrated on the 1st. It's all mixed up and confused and confusion about when they actually celebrate it, when they're supposed to celebrate it, when they do celebrate it. 
It says November 1st over here. And on the first Sunday in the Eastern countries, there's a lot of confusion concerning this. This when they celebrate and what we celebrate. You have a lot of Christians that are, I don't want to say tossed, but they're in a valley of decision of should they celebrate it? And can we as Christians celebrate it? And you have a lot of Christians that are just like, no, I'm not celebrating it at all because of what it represents. Well, if there is a lingering question in a believer's heart and mind, the right thing would be to do is to take it to God in prayer. Because he tell us to come unto him and make our petitions made known unto him. Mm-hmm. So if we're struggling with a decision, why not go to the altar? Because one thing I do know about God, the spirit of God, it will not lead you wrong. It will lead you into all truth. And he's going to give you scriptures in the word of God that would encourage your heart to let you know Mm -hmm. that this is not of him. Although... We did come across where a Christian did a blog about whether or not a Christian should celebrate Halloween. And her answer was yes. Yeah. And this is what she said, which I am not in agreement with. This is the writing or this is what the blogger said. The Christian blogger said. Do the people around you know that Jesus' life-giving sacrifice on the cross completely crushed death? Absolutely. Along with the terror celebrated every year on October 31st. Question. Question mark. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Question mark. Yes, Christians can. Because the blood of Christ has redeemed Halloween. This is what the Christian female blogger wrote. Yeah, but this is where this is where the confusion comes in because you have some Christians that'll say it's it's okay for us to celebrate it, but then you have believers in Christ that'll say, No, something wrong with this lady. Because how in the world you're going to say that you are a believer in Christ, but yet you want to partake in something that is evil or something that represents a day of evil. Now, we have some scriptures that we're going to go over and concerning to this statement that she made that we came across in our search for this, because we want people to have a understanding of the God that we serve, first of all, because if you're a, if you're a believer in Christ, then your life is no longer your own because you're bought with a price. And your walk should be and your mindset should be pleasing God and walking in the will of God, not in the will of man. Nowadays, we have become a place in a place to where we are pleasing men more than we're pleasing God. And what this is for is for us to help believers get back to a place to where we are pleasers of God and not pleasers of man. 
Because at the end of the day, these men that we're trying to please now, they're not going to be standing next to us or standing with us when we're standing before God by ourselves. We're going to be standing before Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, by ourselves on the day of judgment. Alone. Alone. At the judgment seat of Christ. And we'll have to face, good or bad, what we've done here on this earth. Now, Jesus is the perfect gentleman. He's not going to force us to serve him. He's not going to force us to do what we know to do is right. He gives us the opportunity to live for him, to serve him willingly. Because I know that he believes that when you do it willingly, it's genuine, it's sincere. But when you're being forced to do something, you don't do it 100%. You do it begrudgingly. You do it with an attitude or I really don't want to do this type of attitude. You know what I'm saying? So when you do it willingly, because you love the Lord, because you have a love for Jesus Christ in your heart, everything that you do in word or in deed will be done unto him. Amen. We'll start in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I think that sounds explanatory, self-explanatory. As believers in Christ, we cannot be conformed to this world. But we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Our minds are renewed in Christ. So when you're conformed to the world, that means you act often unquestioningly in accordance with traditional customs or prevailing standards. Another definition is to be similar in form or pattern. So when we're in Christ, we can't say that we're in Christ and then still partake in the things that the world partake in. Because God is telling us right here that you may prove after you're you're transformed and your mind is renewed, you have to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So how can you say you're in the perfect will of God? If you're celebrating something that does not represent him. A matter of fact, it opposes. Yeah. It's contrary to who he is. It's contrary to his character. It's contrary to his characteristics. It's contrary to the commission that he's commissioned us to do, Mm -hmm. which is do the work of an evangelist. Yes. That is to preach the gospel. Yes. If we're going to be out there for any reason for Halloween, why not be out there sharing the gospel? If you're led by God to do so, but make sure that you are led by the spirit of God to do so. Don't just go out there because that's what you think is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that you're led by God because remember that We don't fight against flesh and blood. Yes. We fight against 
principalities. Yes. Darkness. Yes. Wickedness. Yes. Spiritual wickedness. In high places. In high places. So we have to be mindful and we also got to be diligent to seek the Lord concerning going out and passing out godly tracks or flyers Mm -hmm. to the people we come in contact with or if they come to our door and knock at our door we can at that moment if the opportunity presents itself to be a witness for Christ if they're open to hear it Mm -hmm. most of the time they're not they just want their candy and keep going but at the end of the day, it is the Christian responsibility to make sure that the things that we're doing and that we're partaking of, mm-hmm. that it does reflect the character of Christ and that Christ would be pleased in what we're partaking in. I can't see Christ being pleased with us putting on our favorite, maybe character or someone that we may idolize and not even realize that we're idolizing them in our heart, but we're so taken away by that person and we want to dress up like them, look like them for that particular day. And when you know that the word of God says, I will have no other gods before me. Yes. So that is idolatry in the eyes of God for us, even looking at, these people or individuals in our world today that we would consider celebrities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we're dressing up like them Mm -hmm. or we're looking like them. We're going out of our way Mm -hmm. to buy those things, to dress the part. Well, what about when they say that we are in the world, but we're not of the world, but this is, do you consider this being a part of being of the world? Yes, absolutely. We're in it, but we're not of it. Meaning that we no longer partake in those things that we used to when we did not know Christ mm-hmm. or when we were not in Christ and we didn't know our Heavenly Father in the way that we do now. Mm-hmm. As the Word of God says, some of us are forever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Yes. When will you ever come to the knowledge of the truth that Christ told us to come out? from amongst them and touch not the unclean things that I may receive you into myself. Yes. So there are just certain things that he does not want us to participate in Mm -hmm. things that we should not touch things that we just should stay away from. Yeah, definitely. Because it can cause our garments to be stained. Yes. With sin. And we have to be mindful of these things. And these things have got to be, in our hindsight to make sure that we're keeping ourselves accountable and even our brothers and sisters around us that may not know for you to share with them what God has shown you. They may not have that conviction at that moment, but if you share with them what God has shown you about partaking in those things that you did in your former life before coming to Christ, then sharing could also their interest to want to know more about the things about what God may want them to do, what God may not want them to partake in Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. However, many of us, we're afraid to share our testimonies. We're afraid to share 
the different convictions that God brought into our lives that caused that transformation mm-hmm. or caused us to no longer partake in those deeds of that tradition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Because we're so concerned with what people will say or what people would think. And that's the majority of us. We're always concerned with what people would think or people will say about something that we know and we feel in our seeking God that God has given us knowledge mm-hmm. about something that we can no longer do or no longer participate in, you know, and feel good about it. But but wouldn't that take us back to where the scripture says that man doesn't have a heaven or hell to put us in, not to fear man, because they don't have a heaven or hell to put us in, but God does. Absolutely. It does power. bring us. Yeah. It does bring us back to that scripture. But at the end of the day, let's be honest. Most of us are not even thinking that way. Our thoughts are not even going in that direction. In that very moment, in that very hour, we're just thinking about what somebody else is thinking about us. And and I do know that many of us as believers, you know, we're in different stages in our Christian walk. Mm-hmm. I do understand that and I do get it. And I'm not insensitive to that. Yeah. And I do know that many of my brothers and sisters are babes in Christ. And many of you are mature Christians where you have your senses exercised mm-hmm. to know the difference between what is good and what is evil. The babes in Christ may have a little bit more of a struggle and more of a challenge, yeah. but that just comes from them being taught. Mm-hmm. But even some of the very leaders that are in Christ are leading God's babes astray because they won't tell them the truth. A matter of fact, they compromise, they pacify them and tell them that that's okay. Or God understands, you know, he understands that you're young. He understands your youth. He understands this. He understands that. But the Bible says man is without excuse. Mm-hmm. So there will be no excuse for any of us to continue to partake once we come to the knowledge of the truth. I think many times it's not that we don't know. A lot of times you have to ask yourself, do you really want to know? You know the different holidays that are out there. You know the different holidays that come around every single year. And you know whether or not you partook in those things before becoming a Christian. But now that you are a Christian, now that you are coming to know Christ, now that you are coming to understand the plan of salvation that God has for you, you now got to begin to question whether or not you can continue to participate and partake in these traditions of holidays that come up every single year. Mm -hmm. Is this pleasing to God? Is it not pleasing to God? And many of us really don't want to challenge ourselves or examine ourselves to see whether or not we're in the faith of Christ. Because we know that if we really took the time to search these things out, that we will come to the knowledge and also the realization that we can no longer partake in these things, no matter how much you try to justify it. Yeah. Whether you call it harvest, whether you call it hollow Ween or all Halloween, Saints Day, Souls Day, whatever day you would like to call it, at the end of the day, there's going to be an accountability that we have to come to with God as to the things that we participate in and we partake in. 
So we got to be very careful as Christians, as believers, and the babes, definitely the the babes in Christ will need to be taught these things by those that are seasoned in Christ. Yes. Now, as we move along, the next section says many Christians now celebrate Reformation Day on November 1st in place of Halloween because it is the day Martin Luther chose to nail his 95 thesis to the church doors. Some church communities, and this is where I think we are now as believers in Christ, and and this is where I believe that we're conforming um, as believers in Christ. It says some church communities choose to host a trunk or treat, which is considered an acceptable alternative to -to door-to-door trick-or-treating. Members of the church decorate the trunks of their cars and hand out candy to children. It is expected that scary costumes and decor not attend. Now, it also says that other churches hold a fall festival on the evening of October 31st. A fall-themed atmosphere and carnival-style booths help to mask the fact that it is actually Halloween, except for all the people dressed in costumes with children getting candy. Wow, that sounds like to me conforming. Yes, exactly what it sounds like. There's a confirmation to still partaking in, no matter, like I said, no matter what we call it, how we change the name, we're basically just pacifying or covering the actual name of what it is, where what it represents, where it comes from. Now, I mean, we can really get into the depths of Halloween and all of the things that it represents and but the average person knows what it rep- represents. The average person knows what it really represents or where it comes from um, or what it talks about just by observation of the eyes with what you see when you're driving around town in those and during this time where you see people now decorate their yards with ghosts and turn their yards into graveyards and all kinds of stuff so it basically represents death if we're serving a god of light why would we want to partake in something that represents death so that's all the time that we have for this portion of the halloween episode of our way of the heathen podcast series that we're doing if you have any questions you can email us at ambassadorsvoice549 at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can go to ambassadorsvoice or follow us on Twitter at ambassadorsvoi and the number one. Until next time, thank you all for listening and supporting the Ambassador Voice podcast and coming back continuously lending your ear and support we appreciate you and we thank you so very much god bless be blessed in jesus name